0: You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I write about the Chicago Bears for NBC Sports Chicago and Bears Wire. I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. And the 2019 NFL Draft is finally here, and the Chicago Bears added a running back. Today we're talking all things David Montgomery and the Bears' 73rd overall pick. After all that time of speculating about 87, Ryan Pace perhaps shouldn't be surprising that he made the trade-up to go and get the Iowa State running back, so... We'll get sort of the initial reaction here, get the latest from Ryan Pace after making the pick. We'll go through a little bit of a scouting report on him as well and talk about the value of the pick and the value of the position and the value of the trade as well. And then we'll wrap up with just a quick peek ahead to what day three of the draft could bring for Chicago. But of course, we start with the trade up from 87th overall. Ryan Pace sends that third-round pick along with his fifth-round pick and a 2020 fourth-round pick up to that number 73 slot from the New England Patriots, also getting a sixth-round pick in return, and this is what we get.
1: With the 73rd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select David Montgomery, running back, Iowa State. Out goes Shorten Howard. In comes David Montgomery. The vision is outstanding. He's so elusive inside the hole. I love his running style. He's my second overall running back, and Joel Klatt, this guy carried the Iowa State program the last couple years. There's no doubt that and a pretty good defense that they improved. Matt Campbell, their head coach, did a nice job. But really, it was the engine that was David Montgomery because he does everything. He's got vision in between the tackles, patience. He's got first. He's a quality leader for Iowa State, dual threat quarterback out of high school. And real quick, two years ago for Fox Sports, Mark Helfrich worked for us as a college football analyst on games. And I remember having a conversation with him, one of the guys he was most Impressed with that year covering Iowa State was David Montgomery.
0: Now, that was the audio of the NFL Network's broadcast footage of the David Montgomery selection. I was watching the ABC stream at the time, which was more of the ESPN College Game Day, where they were using their draft analysis time to kind of hit more. Bigger picture stories about prospects and a little bit less X's and O's breakdowns. So they talk about how David Montgomery was, uh, is an Eagle Scout and how good of a, a person he is off the field and all that stuff. So I hadn't heard when I saw it live that David Helfrich connection, of course, the Chicago Bears offensive coordinator, not play caller, but offensive coordinator, who was the former head coach at Oregon, who spent that sort of year off before joining the Bears working as an analyst doing college football games like you heard there. So obviously some real influence from the coaching staff in this David Montgomery pick. It wasn't just a scout and GM selection. Ryan Pace kind of hinted at as as much during his post draft press conference, talking about how it was a bit of a collaborative effort, but you can kind of tell how fired up this whole Bears organization seems to be about David Montgomery, and to trade up the way they did certainly shows you how interested they were in acquiring his services. I want to just play for you a little bit of Ryan Pace's press conference after the draft. I edited around a little bit to just kind of stick with the most important tidbits and little pieces of information we can learn from the general manager Friday night.
1: He was hard on himself uh, about his combine numbers that he thought he could have done better. Do you guys see that, and do you like that about him—that he was hard on himself? Yeah, I mean, he—you can tell, like when even when he was here, you can tell, like he's—he's uh, he's very extremely driven. You feel that in his personality, and uh, the, the combine numbers. You know, I, I think when you watch this guy play, you can see uh, the burst that he plays with, the acceleration that he plays with. So. That was a non issue for us. You talk
0: so much about instincts with the
1: running back. In what ways did his instincts show? You can just, like the ability to find a small crease, um, the, the ability to find a running lane. Um, he's a, uh, he's very, you know, a lot of times it's not going to be clean. Like it's going like, to, like with a quarterback, it's going to be a little dirty, a little gray. And his ability to make something happen when everything's not blocked perfectly stands out. Brad, what did you learn about the impact that David had in of? life in that Iowa State program with some of the background you did. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, there's there's incredible stories about his work ethic and, you know, going up to the facility and, you know, in, the, in late at night and bringing teammates with him to watch additional tape and get extra work in and um, you just hear one thing after another about his his professional approach to the game How important it is to him and his work ethic is off the charts and how infectious that was to the entire team there When you say he's the best player, was, was he the last remaining player of like the, the cloud of the players? Yeah, I would say just out his his uh, It's not even a magnet anymore. That's a digital board now But his mm-hmm. his his name was sticking high enough on our board where we wanted to make sure we got him um, And we didn't want to risk him going off uh, before our pit. Describe sort of his combination of, of patience, yet decisiveness. Yeah, the great backs have that, So, um, and that comes with their vision and instincts. So there's certain times you need to stick your foot in the ground and, and go, and there's certain times you need to be a little more patient with how you run and let your b- blocks develop. Uh, and he has that. I just think that comes with his natural vision for the position. You and broken tackles for two straight years. How transferable of a skill is that when you're going from college to the pros? You know, I think especially when you, you play the level that he played at and, and you see I mean, you see some full-out blunt contact hits on him and his ability to bounce off those and keep his feet, um, that's just like low center of gravity, strong lower body, really good balance. He has that. So when you think about his ability to break tackles, his ball security, uh, very good in short yarded situations, there's just a lot of things that check off with him.
0: There certainly are a lot of things that check off with David Montgomery, Ryan Pace. I agree with him 100%. And, you know, when you're going through the draft like this, it can be hard to find the, you know, perfect fits. But it does seem like Ryan Pace really got the ideal Matt Nagy running back here. And when it comes to hiring in the workplace, it can also be just as hard to find the right fits. But there is one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart – That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, so much easier than trying to deal with 32 teams in an NFL draft or anything like that. With their powerful matching technology, they scan thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. It's that much easier than a scouting report or going through a full-on NFL draft evaluation. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match or a great pick without even having to trade up. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. You don't even have to wait till day two of the draft or round three to get your can't-miss hire. Right now, Locked On Bears listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Locked On. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, ZipRecruiter.com slash Locked On. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So like I said, David Montgomery as a draft prospect really seems to me like an ideal fit with the Chicago Bears. When you're talking about the whole draft class of running backs and the description Matt Nagy has used in the past to describe running backs, David Montgomery really does fit the bill here. When, when you're dealing with running backs, um, for us in, in this
1: offense, you want to be able to have a guy that has uh, really good vision, you know, that can make guys miss. Um, and at the same time, you, there's that balance of having the, being a hybrid of being able to to make things happen in the pass game too, but yet to where you're not one dimensional, and that's not that's not easy. There's a lot of backs in this in this draft right now that that are one dimensional. There's some that are hybrids, and there's some that are really just scat guys. So. To me, that's fun. I like watching the film and seeing um, where guys are at, and and that's for every position. So um, it'll be fun to just kind of critique all these positions that we have here
0: offensively and defensively and and, uh, make sure that with the few picks that we have, we make the most of it. Matt Nagy was basically describing David Montgomery when he described his ideal running back, or at least what he looks for in the running back position earlier this offseason. You talk about being a hybrid being able to catch balls out of the backfield and contribute as a runner. There's no questioning what a guy like David Montgomery can do as a runner, and we'll we'll go into that a little bit more. But even as a receiver, this is a guy who is... Natural from a hands perspective there. Certainly, I don't think he had any drops in 2018. His production as a receiver declined a little bit in 2018 as he was used just a little bit less in the passing game at Iowa State. But still a guy over the last two years has, I believe, 58 receptions and almost 500 yards as a receiver with plenty of yards after the catch and able to force some missed tackles as a receiver with the ball in his hand too. Can go over to the slot and run some routes there, but... Still some room for improvement as a route runner, but not one-dimensional in any sense of the word, and certainly the dimension in the ground game is phenomenal, and again, fitting right with what Matt Nagy's description was, because I think when you talk about David Montgomery's biggest strengths, I see vision, I see ability to make guys miss, and contact balance is sort of in that, in the idea of when he is hit by a defender, he does not go down easily, and he stays upright and is able to maintain his momentum and kind of keep moving forward even as defenders sort of bounce off of him. He's a guy that's not the fastest. And, you know, as you hear a lot lot of Bears fans and analysts and reporters rave about David Montgomery, I think some of the, the questions that pop up is, okay, well, then why did he last till the 73rd overall pick? And that's because he ran about a 4'6", 40-yard dash in the combine. Didn't even put up the most explosive combine numbers in, in very few of the drills. And like you heard at the beginning of the Ryan Pace press conference, that was something David himself was hard on himself about. And that, to me, seems to be like the main reason and the biggest you know, the biggest culprit as to his drop to where the Bears got him in the third round, but clearly they didn't think he was going to last much longer than he did, so they go up to make the move. And this is a guy who has that sort of short area acceleration. He's what you would call quicker than fast. It's not the long speed, it's the short area quickness. He's not going to necessarily break away for the 80-yard touchdown necessarily. I mean, cornerbacks in the NFL are going to be able to keep up with him. He's not going to outrun them. He can outrun linebackers and some safeties, but the faster NFL players are just going to be faster in a foot race down the sideline than David Montgomery. But when it comes to getting in space and making guys miss in between the tackles, using that vision and being able to balance patience with decisiveness that's sort of how they describe Le'Veon Bell and waiting for that opportunity to get there but then being decisive when to take it and I know the the common comparison for David Montgomery is Kareem Hunt given Matt Nagy's background with Hunt and they actually both had the same college coach Matt Campbell, at Toledo with Hunt and then at Iowa State with David Montgomery but from a running style he's a little bit more of a Ray Rice type on the field certainly no off the field issues like a Ray Rice or Kareem Hunt in that sense but as far as running style vision and the way he's able to make guys miss and and but without being again the most incredible athlete on the field he's not slow but he's just not you know top top end so maybe there's some DeVonta Freeman in there maybe a little bit of a a taller and I think more smooth Maurice Jones-Drew, perhaps. I mean, he's kind of a blend, and NFL comps are certainly not easy for any draft prospect. He's David Montgomery. He isn't anyone else, but he runs hard. He's going to be an instant contributor to this Bears backfield. I don't know if he immediately steps in as the true number one back. You know, I think you'll start out with Mike Davis kind of taking that quote unquote role, but but Montgomery's gonna work in there right away. And I think before long, this is a guy that can and will be the feature back. Maybe that's the best word to use here. The featured running back in this offense. You're gonna see he and Tariq Cohen on the field a lot together, and I think Montgomery can really be exactly what Matt Nagy wants and and I think that's what gets you so excited about this pick and that's why it was kind of easy to make the the match here for these two teams especially again listening back to what Matt Nagy said and even if you compare to what Ryan Pace said at his post draft press conference we played earlier to what Matt Nagy had said back in I believe March might have been February when that audio came from at the coach's breakfast I believe was that at the NFL Combine or at the NFL owners meeting? Regardless, much, much earlier in the offseason. And I think Montgomery really is going to be a sum greater than his parts that really really sticks out as a great fit in this Bears backfield. So as a prospect, absolutely great pick. But from a trade and a value standpoint, I just have a few question marks and that doesn't make it necessarily a bad decision, but I want to talk about everything that went into this 73rd overall pick next on Locked On Bears. Pretty much everyone in and around Chicago and the Bears are excited about David Montgomery as the newest member of this backfield, and for great reason. I, I, we just gone over... How good of a fit he is, and, and how exciting of a prospect he is in this Bears backfield. But we remain objective here on Lockdown Bears, and we try and look at it from all angles and holistically. And I think it's worth just looking a little bit closer at this trade, not necessarily as a major criticism of the pick, but something that I think I'm at least raising an eyebrow at. The Bears, you know, moving up almost 15 spots in the third round, it's definitely going to cost you and I understand that. But I guess what I question is and what I'm looking forward to seeing the answer to long term is okay, will David Montgomery be good enough and that spectacular of a fit, which it looks like on paper, but will it come to fruition that he is that valuable for the Chicago Bears that he's worth giving up particularly that 2020 fourth rounder? I know draft picks traded a year ahead like this tend to be undervalued in trades that, you know, when you talk about the draft trade chart that sort of is real but sort of isn't real also. And teams only follow it when it's convenient to follow it. And there's, there's some murkiness there, too. You know, it, it, when you get to 2020, that's still no fourth-round pick. And what that is is uh, you're losing another chance to add another player and so, what I need to see from David Montgomery is to really be worth almost two players that, you know, two players that don't always pan out, but two players nonetheless. I mean, that could be, you know, the likes of Jonathan Bullard and Dion Bush is what he traded up for to get David Montgomery. When you talk about moving up with a third round pick and a future fourth round pick, Bullard, a third round pick, Bush, a fourth round pick, you know, those two guys haven't made such an impact on the Bears that you wouldn't mind giving them up, you know, in this sort of, when we try and equate the value here. But, a 2024th rounder, you know, could have could be that year's Eddie Jackson, that year's Tariq Cohen. So it's always a little bit of a double-edged sword when you talk about giving up compensation to move up. I mean, I'm less concerned about the 5th rounder that the Bears gave up, you know, I I I think there's something about the 4th round that feels just a little bit more valuable to me, especially when we talk about a draft like this year where there's some real depth and where we're after the second day of the draft going into round four, and there's a lot of talent and depth still here on the draft board that, you know, even at positions of Bears needs, where the best player available could be a player that could contribute on this roster, you know, potentially early and long term. So I think David Montgomery has some higher expectations when you package a trade like this to go up and get him to really be worth, again, sort of a third round pick and a fourth round pick worth of one prospect, so I'm curious to see just how well David Montgomery pans out here, and I'm curious to see what the Bears are still able to do in this year's fourth round because there are a lot of talented players still available on the board. And I didn't want to devote too much time in this podcast to the, the what could happen on day three of the draft because, in all likelihood, as I'm recording this, we're less than 12 hours away from day three of the draft and that fourth round really getting started. So when you're listening to this in the future, get off your flying scooter and tell me what happened in the draft. But there really is an opportunity to still add some play, some pretty quality prospects here. As I look at some of the best available players still on the board... Really stands out to me in the secondary. You know, you've got a safety like Imani Hooker from Iowa, who is in the discussion here for that third round. Same with Chauncey Gardner Johnson from Florida. A couple of guys that can be hybrid slot guys can play some safeties and, and both make some plays on the ball when they're in the air as well. Even Deontay Thompson from Alabama getting some. First-round hype at some point, you know, being that center field safety, that that almost Eddie Jackson type coming from Alabama. You know, there's some real safety depth here. And then the cornerback spot, you've got guys like Amani Oruwari from Penn State Julian Love from Notre Dame, the guy we had talked about as a potential third-round option here. Jimmy Moreland from James Madison, a little bit of a smaller school prospect, but certainly still value when you talk about the fourth round here. And then the wide receiver spot. As much as some of them started to come off in the second and third round, still have Vakeem Butler from Iowa State, who some had as the best wide receiver in the draft and a potential first-round type prospect in this. Riley Ridley from Georgia. Kelvin Harmon from NC State. Emmanuel Hall from Missouri. You want to talk about a deep receiver with some speed? He's a guy I might just keep my eye on here if he's on the board when the Bears pick in the fourth round. That just might be a little bit hard for Ryan Pace to resist if he's there. But clearly seeing some some of that depth of talent on the outside here when you talk about who could the Bears pick. I'll throw Edge Rusher in there as well, Anthony Nelson from Iowa, Raheem Bingham from Arkansas State, Max Crosby, Eastern Michigan, and even Charles O'Manahue from Texas, who might be a little bit more of a five technique defensive end in the Bears scheme. But regardless, those are kind of the main positions where you're seeing some depth. The running back as well, but I'm kind of eliminating that one out of contention right now. But those are kind of the spots I would expect to see Ryan Pace go in in this in this first pick in the fourth round here, wherever he ends up picking that, whether he trades up or stays there, or even moves down and tries to reacquire some later picks. But there, there's an opportunity for another Potential early contributor, or at the very least, a a long-term development guy to take over in 2020, if you're talking in the secondary, perhaps, or, you know, add a wide receiver to the mix. Maybe a tight end could be in the discussion there as well. It's going to be fun to see what Ryan Pace will do, and no matter where that pick goes, we'll be breaking him down right here on Locked on Bears, giving you that scouting report giving you that general manager perspective from the press conference as well and then next week we'll bring on some expert guests from the draft community and from even the college football community to try and get that in-depth scouting report from a local expert and a more in-tune expert with some of these prospects individually I've done my homework on guys like David Montgomery but perhaps when we get closer to the 7th round I might not know as much about a few of those prospects so we'll have to bring in a little bit of help from our friends so make sure you Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to shows. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher—you name it. You can find the podcast on there. You can also find us on Twitter at Locked On Bears, Facebook Locked On Bears, Instagram Locked On Bears. So many different ways to keep up with the show all throughout the draft and through the off season to follow with all the college free agents that the Bears are going to bring in. We could be talking double-digit, maybe dozens, multiple dozens, pushing close to 20. I mean, it's going to be a wild sequence even after the draft is done, and we'll try and keep you up to date with everything we can. That's why you got to keep it locked right here on Locked on Bears. And in honor of David Montgomery and the prospects to come on Saturday, you have to bear down. Spring?